my fellow brothers and sisters. Welcome back to God's Powerful Work Ministry. I am Pastor Lisa Marie. Before we start, let's all close our eyes and bow our head in reverence to the Lord. Dear Lord God, Father, we come to the name of Jesus, Father God. First of all, we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, Father God, for we know we sin against you, whether it was by word, thought, or action. Father God, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit, Father God, so that every word that comes out of my mouth, Father God, be of you. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be here. And the ones that couldn't make it, only you know why they couldn't be here, but we ask you to bless them so they can join us for next time. We rebuke every evil spirit that is in this room, every evil spirit that's behind this video. We rebuke it right now and cast it all into the depths of the ocean. We thank you, my Lord, for giving us authority over all evil spirits. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Today's study is about the Bible story of Job. Amen. In this Bible story from the book of Job, there's a wealthy man named Job residing in an area called Uz with his extended family and vast flocks. He is blameless and upright, constantly mindful to live in a righteous manner. We find that in the books of Job 1.1. God brags to Satan about Job's virtue. But Satan contends that Job is only righteous because God has favored him generously. Satan dares God that if given the approval to inflict suffering, Job will change and curse God. God permits Satan to abuse Job to experiment with his brazen plane. But he forbids Satan to take Job's life in the manner. Amen. Sometimes my fellow brothers and sisters, we are living in the book of Job. Sometimes we are Job. God gives us everything. God blesses us. And here comes the devil trying to take away. Here comes the devil trying to bring doubt into our life. Here comes the devil trying to bring evilness into our life. But God says, you know what? Go ahead. Because God brags to Satan and says, that's my, that's my son right there. That's my daughter right there. And she will do and he will do anything for me. But God, the devil says, you know what? They'll do it for you because you're giving them this. You're giving them that. But stop giving to them and they will curse you. Amen. But God says, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and experiment with brother. We're going to go ahead and experiment with sister. But I'm going to tell you right now, I forbid you to take his or her life. Amen. Over the time of one day, Job is given four reports, each informing him that his sheep, servants, and ten children have all died due to thieving intruders or natural disasters. Job rips his clothes and shaves his head in sorrow, yet he praises God in his prayers. Amen. And that's what we should do, my fellow brothers and sisters. Even though these things are coming against us, even though these these uh, afflictions that are coming, trying to bring us down, because we know that's not of God. We know that that's the devil trying to destroy us, trying to to uh, make us feel this doubt, make us feel that what we're going through is going to last forever. But God says, no, it's not. Because that's my faithful servant. That's my daughter and that's my son. Even though he brings these thieving intruders, the natural disasters, sicknesses, viruses, infections, whatever he may bring into upon our body, onto our family's body, our husbands, our wives, our children, our family, our friends. 
But what do we do? We still should praise God. Why? Because God is the one in control of everything. God is the one that allowed Satan to do that, bring that sickness upon us. God was the one that allowed Satan to bring that destruction upon us. But because God allowed him just to prove to him, to show him, hey, that's my daughter. You know what? That's my son. Those, those are my babies. And you cannot touch their life. I'll let you go ahead and bring this upon them. I'll let you go ahead and let this, let this happen. I'll let, I'll let that happen. But don't you dare touch a hair on their head. Amen. And that's my fellow brothers and sisters. That's why we should always know that God is in control of everything, no matter whether it's good or bad. Because even if it's bad, it's because God allowed Satan to try to stop what God is doing in our life. But he knows he allowed it to happen because he knew it's not going to happen. Because greater is he that lives in us than he that is out in the world. Amen. So Satan arrives in heaven again and God allows him another opportunity to test Job. He allows Satan in heaven again and God allows him another opportunity to test sister, to test brother. This time Job is distressed with terrible skin sores. His wife urges him to denounce God and to give up and die. But Job protests, trying to endure his inflections. Even though, even though the devil said, you know what? Now make him his whole skin full of sores. The Bible says he had boils all over his body and his, his wife urged him, denounce God and give up and die already. Look how you are. Where's your God now? Curse your God. But Job did not curse God. Instead, Job prayed and thanked God. He endured his inflictions. And my fellow brothers and sisters, that's exactly what we should do in the midst of our destruction, in the midst of our conflicts, in the midst of our misery. Thank God and pray to him. Amen. Three of Job's companions, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, arrived to comfort him, sitting with Job in silence for seven days of reverence for his grieving. On the seventh day, Job talks starting a discussion in which each of the four men shares his reflections on Job's troubles and poetic prescriptions. Job hates the day he was born. He relating life and death to light and darkness. He hopes that his birth had been obscured in darkness and desires to have never been born. Sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes we feel, you know what, we're, we're doing everything that God wants us to do. We're living how God wants us to live. And still these things start occurring to us. I wish I was never even born. That's how hard this is getting now. I wish I wasn't even, even born. Believing that life only increases his suffering. Eliphaz replies that Job, Job, I'm sorry, who was comforted other people now reveals that he never actually knew their pain. Eliphaz concludes that Job's pain must be due to some sin Job has acted and he recommends Job to seek God's favor. The people from the world, you go and talk to them and tell them, hey, well, I'm going through this problem. I'm going through this situation. Hey, well, you know what? You know what? Uh, 
Okay, I'm going to say it. Amen. You know what, dude? You know what, chick? It's because what you're doing. It's because of what you are. It's because he started bringing in the past. But he doesn't know that God already forgave us for that. Amen. You go to a person from the world, they're not going to talk to you like the person of the Lord. They're going to talk to you like the person of the world. Therefore, you go to somebody from the world, don't expect to get spiritual advice. You don't, don't expect to get spiritual counseling. Don't expect to get that spiritual, the, the food that you're looking for. Because if you go into the world, you're going to get worldly advice. You're going to get fleshy advice. And they're going to tell you, you know what, was because of what you did last time or what you were before. That's why you're going through this. No, only the devil brings up the past because the Bible says that once you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, how far as the east is from the west, that's how far your transgressions are from the Lord. Amen. The devil's the one that brings up the past. The devil's the one that wants you to be feeling this way. The devil's the one that wants to tell you, reminds you and tells you, well, what you were before. But God already took care of that. Amen. So see, Eliphaz was concluded that Job's pain must be due to some sin that Job, Job has acted. And he recommends Job to seek God's favor. Bildad and Zophar agree that Job must have performed evil to provoke God's justice and argue that he should attempt to manifest more innocent behavior. Bildad supposes that Job's children brought their deaths upon themselves. Even worse, Zophar suggests that whatever wrongdoing Job has done, he likely deserves more suffering than what he has already experienced. You go to a person from the world, you start telling them this problem, this and that. Oh, boys, you know what? Drink a beer and don't worry about the problems. They're, they're going to be there. Just forget about it. Drink a beer. Sit down right here. You know what? You have, you've gone through so much already. You deserve a beer. You deserve to, to be here right here. You know what? Don't forget about, forget about everything. That's what the person of the world is going to tell you. Just like Bildad and Zophar and even Eliphaz, Eliphaz talked to him about it. Because he went to him. He went to them instead of, you know, because, of course, we're weak. We're human. And sometimes we feel like we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to say. We don't know what's going to happen. And we start going to our friends and we start telling them, hey, well, you know, this happened. This is going on. And they start telling you, well, you know what? You deserve more than that, what you have, than what you've experienced. But that's the devil. That's the devil and his lies. Amen. Job reacts to each of these remarks, becoming so angry that he calls his sympathizers worthless physicians who whitewash their help with lies. Job 13, 4. He goes to them because he's trying to, you know, try to get sympathy for them to let them you talk to them to try to get, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? What's going on? And then they start telling him, well, you deserved it and your kids deserved it. And, you know, you should have, you're doing something that's not satisfying to God. You know, you need to, you need to start seeking God's favor. And he's telling them, he becomes angry like us. Sometimes we go to our family and our friends and they're not planted in the word of God. So they start telling us, hey, well, you know what? We go ahead and leave him. He's no good for you. Go ahead and leave her. She's no good for you. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear something to get that fixed. Like, I love her. I love him. I love this job. I want to continue being in this business. I want to continue doing this. But they're turning around and you, you turn to them and they start telling you, well, leave it. Get, it, get rid of it. But God says, 
to cast all anxiety onto him because he cares. So give it all to him because he will take care of it. So remember, my fellow brothers and sisters, when we're going through something, if we've experienced something or we're experiencing something right now as I speak, just know that God allowed it. The devil can't do nothing if God does not allow it. And the reason God allows it is not because he's selfish, not because he's mean, because he's trying to prove a point to the devil to show him, hey, that's my daughter. Get your hands off of her. That's my son. Get your hands off of him. Those are my kids. Get your hands off of them. Amen. He questions why God judges people by their deeds if God can just as easily change or forgive their behavior. It is confusing to Job how a human can truly satisfy God's justice as his ways are mysterious and exceeding human comprehension. Furthermore, humans cannot possibly convince God with their words. God cannot be fooled. And Job confesses that he does not even know himself well enough to adequately defend his case to God. Job desires for someone who can meditate between himself and God or be sent to show the dark space of the dead. Sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes we're like, you know what, we're, we must be doing something that's not pleasing to God for him, us to go through this, for us to be going through this battle, for us to be struggling the way we're struggling. Even though we're doing what God wants us to do, even though we're saying what God wants us to say, look at what's still going on around us. And sometimes we feel like, you know, we don't even, I don't even know myself anymore. Job believes that there's a witness or a redeemer in heaven who would testify for his integrity. Amen. Job 16, 19. Job 19 and 25. He says the suffering shows too much for Job. So he turns bitter, anxious, and scared. And that's how we turn sometimes. We start doubting. We start getting angry. We start getting anxious because we want this thing to go by as fast as possible. We, want, we start getting scared of what could happen now. Job felt the same way too, my fellow brothers and sisters. He deplores his injustice that God lets evil people thrive, thrive while he and many other honest people suffer. Job wants to face God and protest, but cannot physically find God. He assumes that wisdom is concealed from humans, but he decides to pers per persevere in seeking wisdom by fearing God and evading evil. Amen. God eventually intervenes, commanding Job to be brave and explains various detailed features of his creation. Amen. God will send us somebody. God will send us somebody through the radio. God will send us somebody through the TV. God will send us a message through somebody else from another brother or sister from a pastor, from, a, from a, uh, somebody that's, that God is sending. God will not show up himself, but he'll send somebody. Amen. He intervenes, commanding Job to be brave. He intervenes, commanding sister to be brave. He intervenes, commanding brother to be brave. And explains the various detailed features of his creation. Overcome by the appearance of God, Job recognizes God's infinite power and accepts the constraints of his human understanding. When he sees 
that, hey, God is in control. When we see, hey, what we're going through, what we're going to go through, what we've been through, God has been there with us. Jesus said that he will never leave us nor forsake us so that we could confidently say that he is our helper. Amen. Because he is. He wants us to trust in him with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Because if we lean on our own understanding, we're going to be just like Job. And start feeling that, that little bit of fear, that little bit of doubt, that little bit of, of frustration, that little bit of bitterness, of anxiousness, and being scared. But when we trust in the Lord with all our heart and not on our own understanding, he will make our path straight. Amen. God will intervene for us when we least expect it. I always have uh, brothers and sisters tell me, sister, the word that you brought in today, it's like you knew exactly what I was going through. No, I didn't know. But I know I work for the one that does know, amen? And his name is Jesus Christ. And he's the one that gives me the words to give to y'all. He's the one that tells me to tell y'all at the exact moment that you need to hear what you need to hear. I don't know, but God knows. And when I told him, when I gave my life to him, when I told him I want to live for you and only you, I want to do for you, I want to... I want to speak for, I want everything that comes out of my mouth. I want it to be of you. Use me however you want to use me. I am your vessel. And he's done it. He's doing it. And praise God. I'm going to continue doing all for God's honor and glory. So what I speak, I tell you, they're not my words. Those are his words. Because for myself, I wouldn't even know what to say. I wouldn't even know how to start off. But because I don't say what I want and I don't do what I want, I say and do the will of God. That's why the words come out the way they do. Because Jesus is the one that's using me at this particular moment. Amen. So God wants you to know tonight if somebody is out there uh, being Job, who knows? It could be you. It could be me. It could be somebody out there that's listening to this word. Right now, this moment. And God wants you to know that he has not left you, nor, for, nor will he ever forsake you. And he is right there with you and that everything's going to be okay. And look what he does to Job. And if he can do this to Job, because his word says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if he can do this to Job, he can definitely do this for me. And he can definitely do this for you. He says... This, re this response pleases God, but he's upset with Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar for emitting lousy advice. He got mad with those people that you turned to, those people that you went to go talk to and let them know how you were feeling, what you should do. And they gave you this negative advice. They started telling you all these lies. God got upset with them. Just like God got upset with Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm saying their name right, but if I'm not, praise God, because God knows, and y'all would know who it is if y'all go to, those, to the book of Job. Amen. Job reconciles on their behalf, and God forgives them. 
But still, Job still like that. Even though they said what they said to him, even though they made him feel the way he felt, because he started doubting. He started feeling bitterness. He started feeling anxious and scared because of what his friends were telling him. And still like that, Job reconciles on their behalf. And God forgives them. Amen. There's nothing that God cannot do. You tell God, God, you know what? Forgive them, Father, for they did not know what they were saying. Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they were doing. And God does, does forgive them because you asked him to. You spoke on their behalf. Even though they were saying what they were saying and making you feel the way you felt that way. But because God is love, therefore we too should be love. He tells us in his word, 1 John 4, 8. God then restores Job's health. Amen. God then restores granting him with twice as much property as before, new children, and a remarkably long life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if God can do that to Job, then God can do that to me, and God can do that for you. Job, in the end, Job never completely gave up hope or faith in God. As inspirational to everyone enduring suffering of their own. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my fellow brothers and sisters, this message is to show you that you are not alone. The devil can come knocking. At your door. But you do not have to let him in. And if he's right there. Close to you. It's because God allowed him to. The devil cannot do nothing on his own. He needs to go ask God. Can I go? Can I do this? And God says okay. Go ahead. But just don't touch a hair on their head. Because that is my daughter. That is my son. Those are my kids. But go ahead. If you think you can win them over with your lies and your schemes, go right ahead. But I guarantee you, those are my faithful servants. Amen. God bless you, my fellow brothers, my brothers and sisters. This was a powerful message. I pray that somebody out there needed to hear these words. First and foremost, me and my family, because like I've always told you, just because I preach his word, just because I know his word does not mean that I know it all. I learn as I preach. Praise God. I even go back and go re-hear re re these messages. Amen. And I'm there like, amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I said that, but amen. It wasn't me. It was a spirit that lives in me. Amen. So praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let us pray, my fellow brothers and sisters, so we can be dismissed. Amen. Dear Lord God, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Father God. Thanking you for this wonderful message, Father God, that you have given us, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, for us not to be hearers of this word, Father God, but to be doers of this word, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, if somebody out there is going through what Job is going through, Father God, I ask you, Father God, to give them this word of encouragement, Father God. Show them, Father God, that you are right there with him, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for allowing 
us to be here today, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, to be with each and every one of us, Father God, with our family members, Father God, our homes, our families, our finances, our vehicles, Father God, our relationships, Father God. Father God, we ask you, Father God, that if there's somebody out there that is feeling the way Job was feeling, Father God, that you restore it, Father God. You restore them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Show them that you are the only way, Father God. Father God, we thank you. We ask you to write this in the tablets of our heart, Father God, so that when we even go through this, if we have not gone through this, that if we go through this, we know exactly what to do, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to dismiss us from this place, but never ever from your presence. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen, Amen, Amen. God bless you, my fellow brothers and sisters. Remember, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Amen. You have yourself a blessed, blessed day. Amen.